We're in the middle of uh, par- um, the second paragraph, and we're talking about the idea of how could it be that a person who is on a higher level is getting his highest from something on a lower level, right? In other words, we have domim uh, tomei chaya. Here, we're on. Top, top, top. That we have domim uh, tomei chaya. Which paragraph? Right, domim tomei chaya, and these are giving the life force, right, to a medaber. And we see it not only in the medaber, but we see it in each level. But we're focusing on the idea of the medaber here. So the question comes out, how can it be? Right, how could that work? Why should it be that way? And what we started to say is that it's based on the fact that these other things are getting their highest from the world of Tohu, which came before the world of Tikkun, right? And since the, the person is coming from the world of Tikkun, in particular we're talking about Atzilus, right? Therefore, he's getting his highest from the world of Tohu. Okay, so let's, let's look at it again. We'll start from Acha'inyan. We're talking about, about 10 lines down into the paragraph. It says like this. So it can be explained according to what is said in a number of different places. That we have the idea of the daimim, the inanimate, the tzomeach, the vegetable, the chaya, their root is in the world of tohu. Which came before the world of tikkun. It just that it descended down through a chain-like descent. Through the breaking of the vessels. Until it descended all the way down here below. And came out from them physical things. Right, we did this yesterday, right? However, the person, he's from the world of Tikkun. And in particular, the main part of the world of Tikkun is Chachma of Atzilus, which is the first level in Atzilus. It's known as the Hamshacha, drawing down on the Maichin. Because with Chachma, things are refined, like we talked about yesterday. And the person who has an intellectual soul, it shayrish is also coming down from the level of Chachma. Now, here we go. This is where we got to. The breaking of the vessels, which is in the world of Tohu, who bechinas Zion Midos. However, these are in the Midos that are above the level of Chachma Atzilus, are known as the Behema Rabba. Now, in general, what we say is that Midos are, in general, below the level of Seich. However, the root of the Midos is coming from a higher place than the level of Seich. Right, we know there's a basic concept in Chassidus that whatever is, right, like if you imagine a wall, right, and the wall gets knocked down, the stones, right, that wind up becoming furthest away from the actual place of where the wall was, right, 
that those stones are coming from, right, so to speak, a higher level. Right? And therefore, they move further away. So the Midas, even though down here it's on a lower level, really the source is coming from a higher level, and he's calling it the level of Behema Rabba. Right? So that's that level. Now, what did we say yesterday? The Indian of Tohu was really based in two parts. Right? We're going to discuss them both here. Number one, you have the situation that Ayros were great. Kalim were small. Right? So the iris are coming from a much higher level than the iris that are down in the world of Tikkun. That's point number one. Point number two is this key word. Skip the brackets here. Go to the next page. And it says, Because there was no concept of hiskalus, that's why they broke and they fell. Right, Meha Adam. And it comes out they are low, below the level of a person. Now, what is this concept of Hiskalus? The concept of Hiskalus is like this Hiskalus means to get along, to connect, to unite two things that are opposite. Now, think about it in terms of a child versus an adult, in terms of their meadows. Okay? When you see a child, right, or an adult that's acting like a child, maybe you could say, right? they could go crazy over the fact that they're not getting their lollipop. Right? They wanted the red lollipop and all you have left is a yellow lollipop. And they're on and on and on and on and on. You can't calm that child down. Why? Because the, the Midos are in such a strong state. But why are the Midos in such a strong state? The idea is that talks about it extensively in the Hemshech and Samachay, the first Hemshech and Samachay, talks about extensively the idea of how Das in particular, and Bechlal, the intellect, is supposed to be controlling and supposed to be calming down the Midos. So in other words, in, a, in an adult, you have the capability to feel two opposite things. And you could switch very, very quickly. So remember the famous story that, uh, what's his name? Uh, from a non-Jewish book, Stephen Covey, right? From the seven habits of whatever, of successful people. The story he says over there, very famous story, we talked about it a few times, right? The guy who's on the, on the subway and he's going, he's traveling, he's reading, he probably is reading his New York Times or whatever he's doing. And all of a sudden, a man gets onto the subway and his kids are all over the place. They're screaming, they're yelling, they're jumping, they're on, they're from side to side to side to side. They're all upset, you know, on and on, right? And the guy is getting more agitated by the second. Everybody's saying, he's like, can't this guy control these kids? What's with these kids? You know, like getting more and more angry. And, and, and finally, the man turns to him and says, you know, you have to excuse the, uh, my children because he says that his, his wife, unfortunately, had passed away that day. And he really doesn't know what to do and doesn't know what to say. All of a sudden, the man's heart changes completely. And what, instead of feeling this anger and this hatred and this annoyance and whatever, he all of a sudden is able to feel compassion. This is a concept of how the intellect is able to shift the Midos. Now, that didn't take much effort, right? He said a few words that were placed in the right place. With those few words, what happens? Those few words that were enabled him to, to cause... From this anger, from this annoyance, came out this idea of compassion. That's called the concept of hiskalus. Hiskalus that you could shift. You could shift from one to the other. Or you could even have two feelings at the same time. That's another, that's another idea. 
That on the one hand, I'm very annoyed by the situation. On the other hand, I feel compassion by the situation. Or take it a different situation, right? That on the one hand, I'm enjoying myself very much in, in, in a certain scenario. Pick the scenario. On the other hand, you know, I, I realize that I have to be handling myself a little bit more carefully or whatever. In other words, it's not straight. It's able to mesh one with the other. With a child, you don't see that. A child, once they go off on a tangent, it's very hard to pull them back. Once they get into it, once they get into a temper tantrum, they get into anger, they get it's very hard to reel them in. Or you see the same thing with an animal. An animal once, right, like we talked about once before, the idea of, you know, with like, a, like the sharks, they get into a, fe- a feeding frenzy to the point that that's how they wind up, if they wanted to kill sharks, right, they just start feeding them, feeding them, feeding them, until they start feeding them all this poison and whatever. They, you know what I mean? They don't even, they, they get into such an energy that they're just nonstop. They can't control themselves. There's no control. That's a, a, a mitos in an incredibly strong way. That's the idea of these midos, just powerful midos, right? With those powerful midos, an animal is able to like go to the extent that he's, you know, kills himself, basically. There's no stopping him, right? There's no intellect that's sort of calming down the midos, quieting down the midos, calm down, calm down, you know, take it easy, right? A person can become very, very angry. A human being, can, uh, an adult can become very angry, and, you, and at the same time, he could realize that, wait a minute, this anger is not... Uh, effective or is not you know is not really doing its job or is you know is not good for me and is able to calm himself down take a deep breath right take it easy what's that right that's that's the the, in the intellect so to speak calming down the meters in tohu it was the meters were in such a state that they could not get along with each other they could not the chesed could not deal with Gvura, Gvura cannot deal with Chesed until it was an explosion. And then when it fell down, down here, it came down to a lower level. And that's why it needs to be specifically purified through the person, through the mensch himself. Like we said before, the Chachma the intellect of a person is able to refine it. The intellect of the person is able to take the midos and take the best of the midos. In other words, right, the midos are the person. The midos are great. The midos are Abba, the Ayira, our feelings, are, are, are the person himself. I mean, right, people that don't have midos in an expressive way, they're, they're mechanical. People look at them like, you know, like, what is this? Like, Where's the real you? Who are you? Right? It's like they just do things in a mechanical way. I remember for him once. For bringing, for bringing, this guy was just so mechanical and like finally, you know, you grab onto him and like, where's the real you? Who are you? It's your Midos. But the Midos have to come in a way of, of like refinement. The Midos are the greatest and the worst. The Midos you could crash and burn or you could, just, you know, fly up to the sky. The question is whether the intellect can, is able to like, bring out the best in the midos. Right? Not that there's no lev. The lev is the key part. But the mayach needs to address, to direct, to bring out. So that's the idea that we're talking about. 
אחלה אחר שמסברים הם מחייס האדם מצד שירה שם שהוא למעלה מהאדם. However, so now once that they have right come down so far and they've come into these physical formats the person is able to use them in order to mechaye himself. And that's what it means on every motzepi, everything that comes out of the mouth, so to speak, of Hashem. That's what gives him a life. What does it mean? This is the source, this is the root from which it's coming. That's why the bread is able to take from an energy that's coming from a much higher place. So when the person then proceeds to eat the bread, right, he makes a bracha on the bread, he eats the bread, right, he does all the things. So what happens is, is that then all of a sudden the bread becomes a fuel for the person. And this is also the reason why. In Parashas Bereshis, in the beginning, right? It says the whole parasha of creating man is all the way at the end. Right? Etc., etc. All the other Maimaris, all the other utterances came before this. They all came before the, the sentence that says how a person should be made. This is all from the reason before. Because all of them, they're coming from the world of Tohu. Which came before the world of Tikkun. That, that, that is the source of the person. Now, up until this point, what we've been saying is that the food that a person eats is able to give him life, give him energy. So now we're going to shift a little bit and we're going to develop it even more. Because we're going to bring a proof, he says like this, So in Avakama, right, there the Gemara says that the reason why Rav Nachman was not able to discuss Inyanim and give a Pesach and Inyanim of Taira is because he didn't eat yet uh, meat that day. So we say, what do you mean? What is that? What is that? Uh, what is one thing have to do with another? You know, what's, what's the point? <laughs> so it comes out from what the Gemara is telling us is that there's a second element that happens when a person eats. That not only does it give him a chayis in terms of like a chayis to live, but it also opens himself up, opens his mind up. That's a whole different category. Because the spark is coming from Tohu, if a person is able, right, and specifically we're talking about Rav Nachman, one of the Amoraim that it talks about in the, in the Gemara, Rav Nachman's name is mentioned like almost on every other page of the Gemara, right? He's able to use that chayis to open up his head, so therefore things should flow in a much greater way. So not only is it that the spark from Tohu is giving him a physical energy, but it's also giving him like a 
an energy that's opening up his mind to be able to accomplish much more than he would be able to accomplish prior to eating that food. Even though he's been eating the food every single day up until now. But today he didn't eat that food. So today he didn't get that spark, he didn't get that energy, that fuel from Tohu to be able to open up his mind to be able to accomplish what he can accomplish. Not only that, we see a similar concept that's mentioned. The concept that we know that a baby, right, a baby winds up nursing from his mother. But at a certain point, in about, I don't know, what, it, what it, I'm trying to remember, <laughs> you know, like a year, a year and a half, whatever it is, right? A year, something like a year. You start to give him grain. Right, basically you start with uh, like a special cereal, like a rice cereal, that, that's how you start. You mix it with water or milk or whatever you mix it with, I can't remember exactly now. And you give it little by little. And all of a sudden, right, he's been eating, this is the first time he's eating solid food, right, his whole life. But the Nakuda is besides for it giving the child a chayis, giving him more strength to be able to grow, it also gives him a highest in terms of his intellect. <coughs> it all of a sudden enables the child to be able to recognize his father, his mother, mama, tati, <coughs> whatever it is, right? That that mind opening, you know, quality, so to speak, is coming specifically from the grain that he eats. Right? Because the grain, right, from the vegetable kingdom, is coming from a very high sources, coming from the level of tohu. And therefore, that level of toe that's going into the child's mind is not only giving him a chayus to make him stronger, it's actually opening up the child's mind. And now the child is able to get to a point in his life that he's going to be able to recognize you know, the closest people to him. Right? That's the idea. And that's what it says here. He's not going to be able to recognize right, and to call out his father before he tastes this grain. Because of this reason that we said before. Why? Because the reason is because, again, these foods, their source is from the world of Tohu. Which is a much higher level than the level of the Chachma of Tikkun. Therefore, not only does it have the power to give strength to the human being, but it also has the power to add a totally new energy to the chachma of the person as well. So that's all begashmias. So he said, now, whenever you have kamokain, right, that's the nimshal. So now we're talking about avodah Hashem. What about it in avodah Hashem? This is the idea of the purification process of the 288 sparks of Tohu, which come into all the physical things, which we need to then to refine, to purify, and lift them up, right, in the level of Tikkun, which is the Shoresh of Nefesh how do we do this? Through our Avodah Hashem, through using this energy, through using this food, using even these Gashmi-stick things, right? You're taking the wool, you're making a talus out of it. You're taking the leather, you're making tefillin out of it, right? You're cooking a meal for Shabbos, right? You're eating the food of Shabbos, the Kavit Shabbos Kaidesh, 
right? You're eating, you're washing your hands with the bracha. You're benching on them. You have kavana that what are you doing? What's the point of why you're doing this? You're doing this in order to give yourself energy that I should be able to daven, I should be able to learn, I should be able to do the things that I need to do. Right? That's why I eat. I'm not eating because I just want another taiva. I'm eating because I need this energy to be able to serve the Eivishter. So that's what he says here. The energy gets into him through eating l'shem shemayim. So what happens is it becomes included when the Jew says right, and he has the power to think about what that says. So on the one hand, it gives him the energy to be able to wake up, to be able to say it. On the second hand, it gives him the energy that it gives him that he's able to have the energy in his brain to understand what it is that he's saying. Right? So therefore, it adds to his energy, his mindset, that he can be meditating on it. And not only that, the reaction, the emotional reaction of this is bainus, the emotional reaction of the meditation loving Hashem. So now all of a sudden he has a totally new energy than the energy that he has just by himself. Just by himself there's a certain energy of the Nefeshul Akis. But here we're talking about something greater. That he's able to add to that energy of the Nefeshul Akis by eating the food, by drinking the drinks, by having his coffee, whatever it is. L'shem Shemayi. Why is he drinking the coffee? In order that he should stay up to learn Tyra. That he should wake up early in the morning. Right? Why is he eating the bread? In order to have the chayis to learn, to daven. Right? This is the whole reason behind it. <clears throat> and therefore he makes brachas. Right? That's why he has kavana. All the different things that we know how to do. This is all because of the reason that we said before. Right, since included within them is the 288 sparks of Tohu, which is way above the level of Tikkun. Namely, that not only does it add, it lifts it up, the sparks themselves, which came crashing down here into this world. But it also adds to the Nefesh Lukis, it adds to the Nefesh Lukis, it adds to the whole story. Namely, what? Right, like La Hoysi Vilu Gam Lebechinis Chachma B'Midosh B'Nefesh Lokis B'Kriyashma B'Tuvu L'Be'Esek Atorah Mitzvus. He adds the whole the energy to his Nefesh Lokis, and when he is, is doing his Kriyashma, when he is doing his Shemona Esri, when he is involved in his Torah Mitzvus, when he's involved in all the different things that he's involved in, so all of a sudden it becomes infused with the sparks, and therefore it becomes a completely different experience, and that's the idea. Okay, so now that we've got given this uh, introduction, so to speak this basis of what we're talking about in terms of what food accomplishes. So what we're going to have to shift into next time, in, next, uh, in tomorrow's year, is what does this have to do with matzah? And then we can start opening up the conversation of what matzah is and how matzah plays into this. Obviously, it's based on this concept, but it's obviously even a greater level because matzah is right a food that is mamish a mitzvah in and of itself. And so therefore, it's totally different than even you know, drinking a coffee or even eating bread uh, on Shabbos. It's like it itself is something. It's okay? not so much different than drinking wine, let's say on Shabbos.
Well, it is, it is, because you don't have to drink wine on Shabbos, right? It's not an Indian, to, you know, there's an Indian, we make Kiddush, but you can make Kiddush on bread also, right? But the point is, is that it, this itself, in and of itself, is the mitzvah, right? The mitzvah is the actual eating, the ingesting of the matzah. But we'll get there, mitzvah shem, tomorrow's class. Exactly, latkes and chanukah. Very good. Okay.